Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhry. I can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 174, we have a special guest, Sean Wayscott. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Sean the topic of how to align your personal goals to business goals. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on the podcast. Let's dive in. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. I really appreciate it. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, doing super excited to have a conversation with you and learn a few things about yourself as well. So, yeah, we have like a topics in hand, which is like a, we're going to discuss more about how to align your personal goals to your business goals. So before we get to the topic, I'd love to know more about yourself. Like, how did you end up being an entrepreneur? How did you get into like a business world? Yeah, so I moved to China when I was 22. And when I arrived, I had no concept of business or finance whatsoever, had no interest in it. And by living in China, I started to kind of do what a lot of expats do in their beginning period in the new country. And it's kind of like compare back to what your experience has been um, with what you're experiencing there. And so part of that was I was a customer of different businesses, obviously, you know, in, in any real economy. And so I was starting to see, oh, well, you know, they did this thing or they said this thing. This is the process that they, you know, this is how they handle this circumstance. And and how would I expect it to go in the States? And started to become curious about those differences and why Chinese would do it differently. And then after a few years came to the conclusion that I could do this too. Yeah. And, and how long have you been in a business? So the first business I created was about nine years ago okay yeah and, and what, it was what in China was in China right yeah so I was in China at the time and it was an event management company mm. um, but we weren't managing other people's events we were creating organizing and managing our own event we had a single event and we would do it once a month and it was a speech event in English which was very unique um, for China and within the first uh, month, we had 100 people uh, attend, and then 250, and then 400, and then 600, and then f- uh, 700 after that. So this was an offline event right. um, in, a sing- in a single venue over the course of like a four or five hour period in a day. Yeah. And the, Chin- the Chinese government saw what we were doing, and they loved it, and they reached out and wanted to support us, and they gave us the big venue and media coverage and a monthly stipend and... Uh, gave me opportunities to speak, um, you know, uh, privately in Mandarin to the government. Like I would give uh, paid speeches to the government and uh, paid trainings in English to the government about cross-cultural communications and um, arranged private events with the government to meet other expats, to to learn from them about their experiences and how, you know, they could make their life in China better. And just all sorts of really cool things, including uh, as well, TV shows and radio shows as a guest. Um, all of that in Mandarin as well. That was really, really cool. Yeah. And you still in China or like uh, you moved back? So I left China in 2017 because of Xi Jinping. There were things that he was saying and doing that I didn't quite like. And I started to see that my life in China was not going to continue to get better, but rather kind of mm-hmm. slip backwards. And I decided the best thing I could do was leave. Yeah. And what did you do after like moving back? Like you started a new business? So I had already started 
what was my third business. Cause I, I ended up stopping the event company, started right. another company or two and they didn't work out. I started another company that was a blockchain agency mm-hmm. in 2016. And I was doing that. I started it in China the first year I was in China and then I left China and I continued to do it for another year while I was out of China. So I did it for about two years straight. Right. And the the second year, so when I was after when I was outside of China, I had moved to Vietnam. And so I was living in Vietnam at the time. Okay. And, and traveling around the world uh, when I wasn't in Vietnam. And that business did incredibly well. We we uh, sold about fifteen million dollars worth of services in that two year period. And uh, then the market started to change, and I thought I should change as well. I should you know upskill even further. What is it that I can do? I decided to start a business-to-business software as a service company. I had no tech background. I just had money. And I was like, I'm going to start this thing and see what happens. Yeah. That's so great. Like $50 million in sales for the business. That's, that's been a great success, isn't it? Yeah. I wasn't complaining. <laughs> you, you're still running the company or you sold it? No, I, I shut that company down in 2018 when I started the the uh, B2B SaaS business. Mm-hmm because I was young and inexperienced. It was my first business that really hit off. And I I didn't know that you could like pivot. I yeah. thought this business isn't going to work. The fastest thing I can do is get out of it, shut it down and, you know, move, you know, into another thing and start from scratch again. Um, obviously I would, I would have done things differently now with the knowledge I have, but I can't take that back. And, you know, it's just one of those life, life's lessons. Yeah. And like what business do you currently have at the moment? Like after the shutting down the business, what businesses you've been running? So I have the uh, B2B SaaS and this company, we're still trying to prepare to launch. Um, It's a team collaboration platform. We're competing against Slack and we have a very unique way of looking at team collaboration, uh, not just internal collaboration, but also external collaboration with professional networking and and uh, it's it's quite unique. I don't want to spend too much time talking about that. Um, yeah, be- because we haven't launched, so I don't want to give people ideas. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's that's totally fine. So and, yeah, and I also have a podcast as well. Okay. Yeah. So you do full time podcasting, or I wouldn't call it full time, but you know, I I do record probably five to ten episodes a month, and then publish one a week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, probably like 10, 15 hours a week on it. Yeah. Yeah, it totally makes sense. So, yeah, coming from like your business background and business journey has been great. So let's move to like uh, the topic we have in our hand uh, where other people can get benefited from it. Like learning from you would be how to align your personal goals and your business goals. So it's 2023 is coming a couple of months left. And then we are going to like in January, New Year, and a lot of people got their goals. They probably have like a business goals or finance goals, sometimes the health goals, but oftentimes they don't have any personal goals. So what kind of goals you set for yourself so we can share with our audience in terms of like a business goals, personal goals? Do you do like a both or do you just focus on a business? Well, you have to do both, right? So my my educational background is in psychology. And one of the things that I've learned over the last almost 20 years, you know, being an adult yeah. is that oftentimes people will set goals and, 
and not follow through on them. Yeah. And, you know, it's not for a lack of trying. It's just that it's difficult to change your mind and force it to stay in that new way of thinking. Um, yeah. So with that said, I look at everything holistically and with with that in mind, your personal goals and your business goals have to be in alignment or else you're going to struggle to meet either of them. So for example, uh, my personal goals right now are really related to my health uh, in yeah. that I had a concussion almost a decade ago and that concussion while I'm I'm healed from it kind of I still have some trauma from it mm. you know it, it's something that I'm still dealing with um I I also had gained a lot of weight in Asia I'm still trying to deal with that I was up to uh, 90 kilos or about 200 pounds for reference I'm about 165 centimeters tall which is yeah. about five five and a half five six feet so very heavy for a small frame. Uh, and after my divorce a year and a half ago, one of my goals was I'm 35. I need to lose all of this weight. Right. Um, and I was able to lose 20 kilos in about a year. And okay. that was freaking hard, but it was one of yeah, my only okay. goals. Like yeah. for the entire year, it was one of my only goals. And because I had that goal and it was so important to me, I was able to chip at it, chip away at it every day. And think about how, what can I do to keep my body confused, to make it so that I don't gain this weight back? How do I make sure that every day I'm gaining a little bit more muscle and burning a little bit more fat? How do I get back to the weight that I was at when I, I was in college? Mm. And, and by being strong through it all, I I hit those goals. And now I haven't gotten completely there. But, you know, I, I got pretty damn close. I was about two or three kilos away from my, my ultimate, ultimate goal. I that goal, yeah. Um, and then living in Europe uh, the last six months with coffee and pastries everywhere, I kind of gained like five kilos back, but it's okay because I'm working on it again. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what matters. So yeah. I think the way that I look at it is if you don't have personal goals, your business goals mean nothing. Because if you don't have personal health and time and energy to focus on those things, your business won't have the energy from you that it needs to grow and serve those personal goals. And so the personal and professional goals are completely intertwined and I don't care what anyone else says, that's the reality. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Because right now, like I'm struggling with my health and yeah, that didn't brought by me because... I didn't never smoke. I never drink alcohol, nothing like that. Even mm. though my diet and everything was straight. But again, I diagnosed with a kind of disease. So I have, and certain things happens with your life and you can't really predict. But a lot of people come to their own habits. Like they smoke quite heavily. They drink mm. quite heavily. They don't have any balanced meal, balanced diet, exercise routine, good sleep, lack of sleep, actually taking for depression, anxieties, a lot of other health issues come with it so I, I totally agree on that like without health your business is nothing 
the money, the success is nothing. And without health, you can't give you a best shot. Uh, like whatever you do right now, like what I'm struggling with the health. That's why I'm not giving a best shot with my business this year. My business not going to grow because I wasn't there. I couldn't actually help my team in order to like, they take the business to next level. So co coming to your point, like how do you can create like a certain plan or like a goal? So in order to achieve all of them, personal or business goals, how do you categorize like is a spiritual aspect of it? Is it health? Is a family relationship? How, how do you point out all of them? There is a complicated way and there's an easy way. Mm -hmm. The complicated way is look at your life five years from now, plan out all of your goals by the year and then work backwards to make it happen. The easy way is how do I want to spend my time every day? On a personal level, what right. do I want to be spending my time today? And I can probably guarantee you to a 95% confidence level that anyone you talk to that's, you know, an adult would say they want to work less and spend more time with the people they love. Yeah. And what that means is if they're running a business now you have to build a business that can run without you so that your team can grow the business so then you can have more money so that you don't have to work so hard so you can spend more time with your family. Mm. So you see what I did? It's it's not, you need a five-year goal and plan all this stuff so intently. It's how do you want to spend your time, right? Because if you get into the nitty gritty of, in 2023, I want to earn $5 million. I want to gross $5 million for my business. And I want to take home $250,000. And then your chart, like you can do that, but you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. So in a way, in order to protect your health, physical and mental, I like to look at it as, you know, how do I want to spend my time? And, and therefore, what does that mean for my business? So for example, Let's say for you, you're, you know, let's say right now you've got a business that's doing $1.5 million per year gross and you're working 50 hour weeks, but you really want to be working 30 hour weeks so that you can take your kid to and from school so that your spouse doesn't have to do that. Mm. And do you want to not work on Saturdays and Sundays? 100%. That's like a no for you. You won't do it anymore. Right. So, yeah when you kind of set these boundaries that protect your health and your time with your family, then you start to think about how you can be more efficient in your business. But then, you know, obviously you need to have some specific financial goals for the business in order to make sure that you can hit those targets for your time with your family. Um, and there may be times where you have to go back into the business a little bit more. Sometimes you can pull away, you know, Every business is different. Um, I have a friend who started a Webflow agency and yeah. he worked his ass off for six straight years. And he recently decided to take a three-week holiday where he wow. was completely off the grid with his girlfriend in Africa. So and he never took like any holidays in six years? Basically, yes. Wow. And by now the business is doing several million dollars a year. Yeah. So he could, and, and he's got like 30, 40 employees. He could have afforded to do it, but he was afraid of letting go. He was afraid of taking that time for himself 
where the fear was, is my business still going to be there when I get back? Yeah. And the reality is, yeah, his business was there when he got back and the business was doing fine without him. And I, I think a lot of people are afraid to set these goals in a way that make it so that they become unnecessary. But really the best entrepreneur is one that builds a business that doesn't need them because mm. once you have that, you have a business that's infinitely scalable and sellable. If yeah. a business relies on you for anything, it makes it harder to sell. And some people want to build a business that they can sell. Some people want to build a business that they can run for 40 years. Everyone's different. Everyone's personal goals are different. Everyone's professional goals are different. How they look at those goals, how they handle those goals, how they execute upon the, you know, reaching those goals. But at the end of the day, we're all pretty simple. We want to work less. We want to earn more. And we, we want something that doesn't need us. Yeah. And even though you don't sell it or like uh, do whatever you need to do with it, but sellable business is actually give you peace of mind. Because right now, like I experienced this year, like with having a team, like we can take over my business. It was so peace of mind because I don't have to worry about financial aspect of it because my business has been taken care of. My income is coming, but it's not scaling. It's not growing because I'm the main CEO and obviously that need to be taken care of by myself. But business is running smoothly. I've got operation manager and everything in place. So even though I want to sell it, even though something happens to me, I die or something happens totally unable to do my business. I can pass over to my family. My wife can take over or she can sell it. So that gives you like a peace of mind because you're creating some kind of asset and that gives you flexibility to do whatever you can do in future. Because life is not guaranteed like you're going to live 40 years, you're going to live 100 years. Whatever the case is, like it's a business going to be there and you're going to be working forever. Having that kind of like a peace of mind gives you on like a peace of mind all the, all the time. Like. Exactly. And the smartest entrepreneurs that I've spoken to don't have one business. They have multiple businesses mm. and it started with one. They figured out how to make it not need them. And they took profit to fund another one and another and another. And they just keep building. I know one guy, he has six businesses that is running concurrently. Yeah. And every single one of them has been bootstrapped to profit and using profit from one to build the next. And they each do between five and $20 million a year. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, I like that philosophy as well. Like uh, I are running like three businesses at the moment. And I always like the fact, like, you don't know what, what industry is going to affect by what is going to come. Because a lot of people in the COVID time, a lot of businesses, a lot of industry didn't think like it's something like a COVID going to come and they have to shut down like that for months. And a lot of businesses gone out of business because of that. So certain businesses like a tech world, like that business was booming, like a, whoever knew how to use a Zoom, how to use the online shops and everything. They was doing really, really well. But coming to your point, like we don't know like what's next disruption going to be coming next 10 years or 15 years time. The currently way of doing businesses, probably we're thinking like the online businesses are safe, but we don't know the web three is coming, could be not safe. Could be you have to adapt with a new technology and new things like coming like AR, BR and things like that. I can tell you what I think is going to happen in the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. If you'd like to hear. Sure, go ahead. So basically we're let, let's ignore the war in Ukraine. 
let's ignore inflation. Let's assume those things didn't happen for a second. Yeah. What the 2020s and the 2030s looked like to me two years ago, three years ago, was artificial intelligence automation would significantly change the landscape of work. The number of jobs, the types of jobs people were doing, the trainings people would have to go through to upskill in order to remain relevant. Um, Things are changing fast. And because they're changing fast, we're not doing a career with one company for, for 30 years anymore. It just doesn't happen. The average tech person is with a company for a year and a half to two years right now. And every time someone like that, or even myself, who's not technical, every two or so years, I start something new and I have to learn new things. Like right now, I'm trying to learn a lot about paid ads and copywriting and landing pages and funnels, because once I know all of that stuff, then I can take all of the other things that I know and I can build affiliate marketing programs. I can build uh, you know, e-commerce brands. I can get into a whole new side of business that I never knew about nor cared about but now that i have the capital the knowledge and the experience to do it i can and so like the the point is we're constantly uh being forced to reinvent ourselves in order to stay relevant so really over the next 10 you know 10 15 years we're going to see these technologies like artificial intelligence automation ar and vr um, along with remote work you know continuing to to grow in in ubiquity all of those things will continue to force us to yeah. to upskill, to just constantly be upskilling. And when you apply climate change, when you apply COVID and inflation and these other things, it gets a lot scarier because you can see that jobs are being lost at a faster rate. You can see that uh, jobs that were going to Europe are now going to Asia because Asians are willing to work for a lot less. But even now with inflation in, in the Philippines, some of the people I've worked with, they were talking about 30, 40% real, uh, real inflation. You know, the salaries that we were paying them just don't work anymore. So now we're forced to raise more so that we can pay people in the Philippines to do work that's, you know, still really good. But because of their own circumstance, you know, maybe we need to look at Vietnam now or Myanmar or Indonesia, other countries that may be willing to work for less. So in order to remain relevant as a business owner, you have to be looking for opportunities to change the way your business runs, to look for new revenue streams, to look for expansion into new markets, uh, to have new cross-sells and upsells and and all sorts of things where even a few years ago, I didn't feel like it was necessary to move at that pace, but now I think it is. And that's one of the reasons why I'm worried about inflation more than anything else. I'm worried about the after effects of COVID and the supply chain issues and climate change and the war in Ukraine. All of these things have kind of come together into a strange but weird black swan perfect storm event where what we thought we knew now makes no sense and what we need to do doesn't make sense either and so for me i'm trying to build 
multiple businesses in different areas, one with physical products, one that's a digital service, one that's a, you know, software uh, company, you know, one's consulting, just different areas so that not just if one business dies, but also if just one revenue stream dies, right? Because a, a lot yeah. of people, they get into a business and the business does well for a time and then the business stops doing well. And let's say, you know, let's say for example, you were running an e-commerce brand and all of a sudden your, uh, your shipment from China, you know, was on the, uh, the evergreen or whatever the, that ship was called and you got stuck and you, your business died because you literally couldn't keep your stock, you know, you, you couldn't keep inventory. Right. And your, your whole life maybe turned upside down in a, in a week because of that. So if you have multiple businesses in multiple areas, focusing on different industries with mm. different teams built out and they're completely separate from each other and not one is no business is relying on another business, then if one industry dies or one business model or one revenue stream dies, you're still okay because you still have other revenue streams. And that's really my focus now is a lot of people talk about passive income and of course, passive income is the dream, but you need to build multiple active streams so that you then have the cash flow to invest in passive income. Um, maybe I sound like I'm all over the place, but uh, what's going on in the world is quite frankly, very scary. And Oh, you're right. You're totally right on that. Like you can't predict like what's going to happen. So many things like you have out of control and things can happen and you'll be in a broke position, right? a lot of law of area like you need to be focusing on yeah i mean like you're in the uk right yeah yeah well you know a month or so ago before trust became prime minister you had a very strong you know pounds yeah and now you, now you don't i mean i i have a good friend in the uk and she's been just saving furiously for years and the value of her money dropped like 20 percent in a week yeah 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 that's so, that's what I said, like, we don't know, like, so many things out of control, not only, like, industry-wise, you talked about AI, everything is, like, going to take, like, how job market is going, but political world side as well, like, we don't know what's going on, so many things which we don't control, like, who's going to be next president, next prime minister, and when they come, what rules they're going to put on, like, in the UK, like, doing a business in the EU has changed, so if you're yeah. selling, like, a physical product, and you have to be like a dis different kind of tax. Uh, you have to follow tax rules and also how shipping and everything affects compared to how it used to be. So yeah, things like we don't know like what next virus gonna come or next prime minister, what they gonna do. <laughs> like that's totally out of control. So yeah, Sean, we are coming to the end of this podcast. It's been a great pleasure having you on the show and it's been a great conversation. So those are listening, if anyone wants to reach out to us, the best place to find you or to learn more about your podcast. Uh, I've got a Twitter, just uh, Sean underscore Weisbrot. Fairly simple. Yeah, that's great. So on Twitter, they can find you by podcast. Yeah. Yeah, they. I post uh, clips and episodes there, as well as other things. Some personal musings about psychology and and business, and uh, I also share quotes from the episodes uh, that are mm -hmm. meaningful from the guests that uh, I think the audience would like as well. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's been a great having a conversation with you. I wish you best of luck with your businesses and your personal life. And you have a wonderful day ahead. Thanks for coming. Cheers. That's it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed and you got some value from it. So until then, I'm going to take you to the next episode. Take care.